My name is Jack. I'm the host of the show where we talk about movies, TV, comic books, and all things pop culture related. I just got out of the theater of watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a trilogy that means a lot to me. I grew up with this trilogy. As James Gunn said in his Instagram post today, acknowledging May the 4th and his movie dropping on May the 4th, this was my Star Wars growing up where it's a space opera of deeply emotional but weird, weird but emotional characters and a large galaxy doing wacky things that are somehow the most relatable characters on the planet. And this film hit on every, in a spoiler-free short review before we dive in next week, in a spoiler review, this movie was everything I wanted it to be and more. I, as a grown man who is, you know, comfortable with himself, I sobbed. Uh, <laughs> I bawled my eyes out, probably the hardest I have since Endgame. This this movie, and it, it was totally different, right? So this this movie is a masterpiece. And it, but it went away. I completely didn't see it going, which is which is good. I love when that happens. I love when I have expectations, and it totally is different than those expectations. Yet it still hits, even going off marketing and seeing some trailers and think like having my own thoughts on what was going to happen to characters. They were all just completely, for the most part, just all completely flipped on their head, and you know, whatnot. But. Also, this movie is, I don't know, James Gunn must have held a gun to Bob Iger's head because this movie pushed some dark, some dark scenes. Kids are not going to like this movie. Kids are going to be scarred. Some parents are going to hate this movie. They're going to be like, what is this? Uh, Moms are going to be pissed. There's an F-bomb. They're going to be upset. This movie's dark. It's deep. It's emotional. Just the way James Gunn's stuff is. This movie is more on the lines of Suicide Squad, Peacemaker content in terms of the darkness, yet he's at his highest when it comes to the emotional work, and we're dealing with these characters that we love and have developed so much in the send-off. And included in that is the way that it's done. The movie's beautifully directed and well-paced for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I think is the runtime officially around there. It's a two and a half hour movie that's incredibly paced. It's long, but you never really feel the length. Every minute feels earned and deserved and like it needs to be there and it's not longer than it should be. Included in that is the, the character work. Oh, let's, let's go back. With the direction, the action scenes are incredible. You have, I mean, there's there's a one shot in this that I did not see coming, but... My God, and it's the Beastie Boys. It's a Beastie Boys uh, song in the background. This huge one-shot action scene. Incredible. One of my favorite things I've ever seen in a comic book film. There are, you know, there's shots in here that are going to be iconic later on. There's shots that are callbacks to previous movies, including the first one. There's a, there's a huge callback shot going back to the first one with Peter Quill. And I'll point it out again in my deeper review. But this movie's just... Well-directed, as always. It's colorful, even in the darkest times. And in those dark times are also characters that are discussed, with the highlight obviously being Rocket. Man, it, it is heartbreaking. His backstory is... it's. This is probably the most emotional, one of the most emotional comic book movies I've ever watched. Uh, the deepest. And it is handled so well. It's crafted so perfectly. And it really shows that this story was 
and has been, you could argue, about Rocket the whole time. And along with Rocket, every other character is handled beautifully as well. No character is left out. Every character has their moments. And they're all done with grace. They're all done with a nice send-off where you can end it here and it be done. We know Dave Batista does not want to be later part of it. This is probably my favorite film with Drax. This is probably my favorite film with Nebula. Could be with Rocket, considering his backstory. There's there's this and Adam Warlock is a great new addition. He has, I think they said six minutes of screen time. But Adam killed, you know, Will Poulter killed it. As as we know, the internet haters are wrong when a casting comes out. The casting directors know. And High Evolutionary was a fantastic villain who really raises the stakes. This movie, the stakes were high the whole time. I, n- I never felt safe. I always felt like a guardian or a, a character could die. Every character's life was on the table. And it was tested a lot during the film, too. I thought some of these... Thought there was going to be some time some of my guys were going to go. And I wanted to be surprised even from the start of the film. I was like, oh my god, are they going to kill someone off right here? And kind of like the start of Infinity War. Everyone just felt vulnerable and they do it at the start. They establish it by killing Loki and Heimdall. They establish that these characters are human and are not invincible in this movie. They feel the most flawed, I guess. uh, Or just prone to dying. Which is is a nice touch in the end of a trilogy, you know? And I think this is the best movie since Endgame. We can go into what movies is better than later as the movie matures. And I see it again, but I did see it for the first time tonight. I I can't say if I like it more than the first Guardians. I surely liked it more than the second. Look, to, to clarify, these are my favorite movies in the MCU. If you've listened to this podcast, you know these movies mean a lot to me. I love them all. I love his characters. This movie is easily better than the second one. And I love the second one. I think it's a fantastic film. Easily better than the second. It's such a different movie from the first. It's hard to compare just tone-wise, emotionally-wise. It's so different. It could end up being my favorite. It could end up being just the first based on whatever else. But it's a beautiful movie on its own. It's a beautiful close to a trilogy. This one proves the, the comic book... The comic book fatigue is not real at will, which I already thinks, you know, we could talk about that on a future pod. I don't think comic book fatigue's real. But this movie still proves that directors have their vision in these movies, and comic book movies don't have to be a CGI fest. Shout out Quantumania and Thor Love and Thunder. These movies can have heart and emotion and push boundaries of what you didn't think could happen or would happen and really establish their own tone and their own story that's inspires people to come just like logan just like spider-man 2 these movies can still have an individual voice and the man who's had the loudest individual voice so far in the mcu ends off in a swan song that is gorgeous and beautiful and i love this movie and can't wait to go rewatch it and I'll, i'll dive more into it in the spoiler review but i don't even think i really have any noticeable flaws to point out i loved i love the villain i love the pacing i love the character work i i love the ending i love the post credits i every single part of it just felt like the nice bow on top of the gift that is this trilogy and i'm thankful that we got to watch it so if you guys get the chance go check out guardians this weekend guardians volume three is beautiful 
it's darker. People hopefully will stop doubting James Gunn and what the masterclass he's about to work over there at DC. And yeah, go check out Guardians 3. You guys, you guys, um, one more thing too. Uh, <laughs> this, this movie uh, was big to me because I, I forgot to put this in. It's in my notes. I forgot to do it. There's my little post credit scene. Uh, this movie grew up with us, right? I feel like this movie is different from the other two because of the fact that it gets darker, gets more emotion. And I really like the fact that these movies grow with the person. And I think it's I think it's significant. I think that it has to be like that. The first movie is more lighthearted, second has some darker tone tones. This one's the darkest of them all. And you finally grow up with these characters. And it's symbolic even for me. I, I finished my master's degree today. I, I did, had my hooding ceremony. And as I go into this next chapter of my life, and this chapter closes, the chapter of the Guardians close in movies that I grew up with. When, you know, I was 14, 13 when I saw the first one in theaters. 2014, May, I think. I was like 13 and a half. I grew up with these films, man. And so... As they sign off, I sign off from one chapter to another, and it's beautiful. And I know that this movie's going to do a lot of that for a lot of people. And I'm so glad that we have these films in this trilogy to carry us, motivate us, make us laugh, whatever they are for you. Whether it's just uh, whether they have lines that stick with you as you go throughout your days, or you just enjoy watching it with the boys, you know. These movies mean a lot to a lot of people, including me. So thank you to James Gunn and this cast and this crew and. Everyone involved for making such a beautiful trilogy. But with that being said, you guys go check out this film. And you guys have a great rest of your weekend.